Good morning guys and gals. Give me just one second here. Having some technical difficulties this morning. Give me just one second here to get this up and going. Hold on here. I apologize. It never fails. Let's see here. Give me just a second. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, having some technical difficulties this morning. Normally, uh, we uh, do this through our uh, streaming site on, uh, on our website, Fountain Life Bible Church. And uh, for whatever reason, uh, my internet's a little weird here. And uh, uh, I have a, a, a way to extend my internet throughout my house. And um, I'm not an extender. Uh, for somewhere, from whatever reason, if the website hits that, uh, it is, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, yeah, the website, well, my live stream, rather, hits that, then it, it won't work. I have to try to find a way to connect to my main internet server in order to protect it. And I'm usually pretty good about double checking that, which the next morning I think to check it, and then it clicked over to that uh, extender and uh and it shut down so i apologize for the inconvenience i know people are trying to watch are probably thinking what happened it's not working so hopefully uh i'm, <laughs> I'm getting getting text messages as we speak <laughs> yes i yes i know <laughs> uh, hold on here So, again, I apologize. Yes, Car Mr. Bobbin, this is a press conference. <laughs> Did you not realize this? I'm going to get rid of uh, the dead weight in Washington and take over. So, so this is definitely a press conference. You smart aleck. Now, Garmin's a good guy. I hate the world of him. And uh, he's a good friend I made. And when I was doing my doctoral, we were both doing our doctoral program and uh, Grace. At theological seminary in Indiana, we went and hung out at the fair they were having there at one time, and uh, we had a—he's a good guy. I think the world of him, really do. So anyway, we didn't do our pledge of allegiance this morning. Um, there's no way for me to really project the flag up here, uh, but we'll go ahead and do the pledge of allegiance anyway, and then we'll dive into uh, God's word. So our pledge of allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all again i apologize for technical difficulties uh you know when um we'll say this pledge every morning as we do and uh, uh you know it always evokes at least for me uh, uh, a feeling of emotion and pride in our country of course right now uh pride in our country is probably at an all-time low uh, good morning angel dixon but it is um uh, at least I hope not, but I feel like it's, it's in that direction because of the 
uh, of lunacy that's going on in Washington, D.C. right now. And uh, in fact, they were talking about all the bodies at the border. They're even referring to them as Biden's bodies. Uh, you know, here we're coming up on 9-11, where our country is, uh, uh, good morning, darling. Our country is probably more vulnerable now than about any time in history. And of course, 9-11, that probably makes a lot of people uneasy. And uh, uh, it's really sad, you know, I, I'm sure all of us can recall with ease we were at on 9-11, it's hard to believe it's been 20 years, and I know I can uh, vividly remember where I was at when that happened. It seemed like a movie, you know, it seemed possible this was even uh, going on and happening, uh, this attack on our country. And now, here we are, uh, the people that attacked uh, us hadn't even been sent to trial yet. Uh, they were talking about this on the news this morning. Uh, it's pitiful. And now we have people within our own uh, leadership who want to destroy our country. And uh, they want socialism. In fact, I was, I was reading a comment yesterday. Um, I forgot. Oh, I know what it was. It's Bob Ross, that his uh, family wasn't getting all the proceeds uh, from uh, all the sales, T-shirts, whatever it is, and that this the uh, corporation that has sued and, and taken all the money. And somebody wrote on there uh, very sarcastically, uh, uh, "Capitalism, don't you love it?" Well, you know, I want to stand there, look, buddy. Uh, capitalism, although it may not be perfect, uh, is allows everybody to prosper, allows everybody to succeed, opens a door for innovation, uh, where a socialism hinders that and uh, and the inability to <clears throat> excuse me to push forward uh, to uh, to you know because because if everybody's making the same money, if everybody's re reaping the same benefits, then why work? Why go out there and do anything? You know, if the government is your is your nanny, then what what is the point? And so capitalism does work. And everywhere that capitalism has stopped and socialism has uh, started, you see nothing but chaos and poverty. And, and so it just it, it, it angers me, you know, people who cannot appreciate our country for what it is. Uh, so, you know, we really need to pray for our nation's leaders. We need to pray for this country. And, uh, and we are in a uh, tough time in our American history right now. And uh, we have a... Uh, group of individuals that I hope to see voted out very, very soon. All right, let's look at our uh, passage this morning. We'll look at uh, Luke chapter 21, and our, our main, po uh, of course, the verse I put up on social media was verse 36, but I'm going to read verses 34 through 37 so we can bring this into full context of our discussion this morning. But again, we're looking at Luke chapter 21, starting with verse 34. It says, but watch yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and cares of this life, that the day come upon you suddenly like a trap. For it will come upon all who dwell on the face of the whole earth. But to stay awake at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. And every day he was watching, I'm sorry, every, and I cannot read this morning, I apologize. And every day he was teaching in the temple, but at night he went out and lodged in the mountain called Olivet. And early in the morning all the people came to him in the temple to hear him. Now, when we look at this passage, of course, we're talking about uh, Jesus returning, the rapture. Now, remember, there's a distinction between the rapture and the second coming. Those are two different, distinct events in our biblical history. A lot of times people fuse those two together, but we, there's the rapture, 
And then there's the second coming. That's when Armageddon comes. Then that's when we have the millennial, the thousand-year reign. Of course, I realize and understand there are great theological debates between all millennialism, pre-millennialism, post-millennialism, uh, and, and their views as to when the, the uh, thousand-year reign will begin and end or that there won't be a thousand-year reign. Now, there's always been a debate. I get to understand it. Before anybody starts messaging me, I know that the word rapture is not in the Bible. That's where we get that in the Greek, caught up, uh, where we get the word rapture, or in the Latin. Uh, and then um, uh, so, and then you have pre-tribulation um, ideals that will be raptured before the tribulation, mid-tribulation, post-tribulation, all these things. I get it. I understand. But my point this morning is not to get into deep theological eschatology this morning. Uh, again, you know, I don't. I, I understand it. I don't care to talk about these things. But it's just to me, it's good to know. Uh, and if you, whatever you side of the aisle you want to fall in those areas uh, of eschatology, then then that's that's good. But I've talked to so many people that almost equate your salvation as to where you stand on these issues, and it bothers me. It's always bugged me. Even before I went to seminary, it bothered me. I've had people corner me at the church. Where do you stand on premillennial, postmillennial? You know, and I'm like, you know. And they get very aggressive and almost mad about it. And uh, I'm like, as long as you know Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, that's all that matters, you know, as to when, where, what time that Christ is raptured us out of here, you know, to me, you should be prepared for that time. And that's what brings us really to our point of discussion this morning is to being prepared. Uh, when you are dealing with trials and tribulations of life, uh, when you're dealing with heartache, when you're dealing... Uh, with paying bills, when you're dealing your day-to-day -day lives, are you know, of course you got to realize, you know, we're going, we have to be good stewards of our money, and we'll have to give an account for that, and uh, that's an area I've, I've really tried to work on and kind of weak at. But my point is, have you always, have you, are you living your life day-to-day in -day how, um, in thinking about Christ's return? Is that is that something that stays at the forefront of your mind uh, on, on uh, every each and every day? Are you living a life? You know, that's when I sign off every morning and when I do these morning devotions is live each day as if it were your last because one day it will be. One day we're going to be standing before God, whether it's the rapture or through physical death, whatever it may be, at one point or another, we need to keep that in our minds. And so are you living your life in anticipation of Christ's return? Not in fear, but in anticipation and excitement. These things are to encourage us and to excite us that we are uh, going to be raptured out of here. You know, it should be, I don't know about you, I'm not, I'm not a fatalist, uh, I'm not pessimistic, I'm not suicidal, but when I say this, I look forward to Christ rapturing us out of here. I think that'd be a wonderful and great event. Uh, it'd be wonderful to be caught up uh, with family and friends, to stand before the feet of Jesus Christ, to hug him, uh, to actually get to see and physically touch him, not to mention to see family members and friends who've gone on before us. So it'd be a wonderful and great event and time that we should be excited about and living each day with that type of anticipation. You know, one reason I wanted to read this, of course, you know, like I said, or, or the, the verse I posted on social media was verse 36, but when you look at 34, but watch yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness. Now, because, you know, you look at even, uh, you know, how Lot got drunk, and you see different individuals throughout uh, uh, biblical history who have uh, turned to alcohol. And I think what this is pointing at, uh, are you numbing yourselves, whether it's through alcohol, drugs, day-to-day uh, -day living, jobs, relationships? How are, are you numbing yourselves 
uh, to what is to come? Uh, are you uh, are facing reality? You know, sometimes we find escape in little weird areas of our lives. You know, I, I find my escape on my motorcycle. I enjoy it. That's my way of, of getting out when, my, when I'm, things are just getting tough. My brain's feeling foggy. I like just getting my knees in the breeze and I get to ride. I'm not, I don't consider myself a, a biker per se, but um, by no stretch of imagination, I've, I've met one percenters uh, that have come to the church and I've seen real bikers. Uh, I don't consider myself that at all. I'm just somebody who enjoys to ride. But my point is, I like getting my knees in the breeze, feeling that wind in my face, and it's just like a, you know, it's just it's just calming for me, you know, it's just therapeutic for me, uh, it gives me, you know, it, it kind of gives me time to breathe, you know, sometimes when the world's closing in, it, gets, it feels good to get out there, but uh, but when I, uh, in my, that area of escape for me gives me time to talk to the Lord, and, uh, you know, uh, sometimes I do wear my, my earbuds and, and listen to music, but a lot of times, well, 90% of the time, I just like to just, just me and the Lord, just talking, trying to work things out in my head. So that's the point. Are you turning to things of the world? Are you turning to the temporal to deal with life's problems? Or are you living in anticipation of Christ's return? But also, another area when you look at, it says in verse 34, uh, the hearts we weigh down dissipation and drunkenness and cares of this life that may come upon you suddenly like a trap. You know, one area that uh, I think a lot of people, including myself, is worry. We're not, you know, God's word is always telling us not to worry about the things of tomorrow. Today is sufficient thereof. Worry about the things of today. And, you know, God's there promises tomorrow. Uh, that's why uh, I've, I've always uh, uh, recommended uh, Matthew. Let me double check and make sure I'm telling you right. I want to say I want to say Matthew twenty five or six. Hold on, having a brain freeze this morning, uh, which uh, or which is not uncommon for me, but. Um, blank on me here. No, that ain't right either. Matthew 19. Hold on, I'm sorry. It drives me nuts. I always want to make sure I tell you right and uh, don't want to mislead anybody in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Well, I don't know what's the matter with me this morning. I've, I've recommended this verse a million times, or the verse is rather. Uh, hold on. Isn't Google a wonderful thing? <laughs> uh, hold on here. I just want to make sure I tell you right. I just hate to throw something out there and I'll back it up uh, clearly with Scripture. I know it's in Matthew. Um, hold on here. I'm trying to find it here. Give me just one second. Bear with me. Yes, Matthew 6. 25 through 34. That's what I was thinking of. Matthew 6. I don't know why I was thinking 20. I remember 25, but that was the verse. And then I remember 6, and I thought I thought it was 16, so that's where I was messing up. All right, Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Thank you, Lord, for Google, and an old man's brain ain't working correctly. Uh, yeah, you know, when you look at Matthew 6, 25-4, particularly in regards to work, because a lot of people worry, deal with anxiety, deal with worry, and deal, you know, a lot of it boils down to what you can't control. And when you can't control something, you worry and have high anxiety. And it even, you know, it, it, disgusting. You know, in fact, I'll even read it real quick here. Uh, since I went to all that time to look it up, might as well. Uh, but Matthew 6, 25 says, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. What, where do we hear that again? Philippians 4, 6, 7, be anxious for nothing. So we see that again. 
Do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food, the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, of being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, how they neither toil nor spin. But you know, I'm, you go when you get time. Go back and read this. We're kind of I can't. We're running short on time here because of technical difficulties. But you get the point. We're not to worry about anything. We're not to be anxious about anything. We're, we're told this time and time again in God's word to be anxious for nothing. Don't worry. It's easy to do. It's easy to worry about your spouse, your kids, your job, your finances. It's easy, but we got to turn those things over to God. See, that's where that battle comes in, because the devil wants to torment us about worrying and, and drive us into depression. And, and that's why we got to give it those trials of life. We have to draw our strength from God. We have to give that over to Him. So, as we live each and every day, let us live with anticipation of Christ's return in thought, word, deed, how we react to different situations. That we're living in a that with excitement and joy that Christ will be returning soon. For the battle is won, the victory is ours, and that don't let the devil infiltrate us with things that uh, uh, to numb ourselves with uh, that the world, will, the, the temporal world will give us that leads to destruction. Let's not lend ourselves to worry and anxiety and concerns when God has got this. You know, every time I have worried myself sick in regards to finances, and God has come through and met those needs time and time again. So let's give it over to God. Let's live our lives in a godly way. Let's be an example of light in this world of darkness to demonstrate what Christ has done in us. And when we can do that, then we can project that outwardly. People can see that, and they want to know what we have. And I love that. Uh, me too, Amy. She says she loves that song, Fear is a Liar. I love that. That's a great song. It is, really is. Love it. Well, let's go ahead and close in prayer. And then, Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, help us each and every day to demonstrate a life that has been changed, that we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Let us demonstrate uh, uh, that in our actions and our deeds, that uh, we don't live a life of anxiety, because your word tells us not to be anxious for nothing, that by prayer and supplication, let your request be made known unto you, and the peace of God which passes all understanding will guard our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Lord, help us each and every day to, uh, to give that over to you, to fill us with confidence and strength that only comes from you. And Lord, if anyone watching this morning or listening that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, I do pray a very special prayer for Wendy Lee. Uh, Lord, help and pray that you will bring a, uh, about a miraculous change, that you will heal her of this cancer, and Lord, that you will bring her to full and complete health. And Lord, I do pray for Kim Penix and Ginger Hood, Ron Thompson, and all those watching listening this morning. We all have a blessed and wonderful day today. And Lord, help us to serve you well in thought, word, and deed. In Jesus' name I pray. Uh, I was mentioning Wendy Lee. She uh, didn't get a good diagnosis, and uh, they're at a prayer vigil for her tonight at 7.30 at uh, Happy Valley. So if you all come out and show support and let her know she's loved and appreciated, and uh, uh, so we can pray for her, pray for a miraculous healing. Uh, but uh, God's will be done no matter the situation. But anyway, I hope everybody has a great day today. Sorry for all the technical difficulties, but I hope everybody has a blessed day, a wonderful day. 
And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless.